Hi, this is Nathan Toops, and you're listening to episode two of Embracing Disruption. Today we're going to be talking about something really important. It has to do with your passwords. And not only that, a change that we're starting to see on the horizon for the majority of applications that are running online. For all of our lives, we've had usernames and passwords. And this has been the only thing dividing us from a hacked account. If I didn't want to be hacked into, I would use a username and then a good password. And there's a lot of pressure to write good passwords, and we've all seen it. Websites will increasingly ask for upper and lower case letters, numbers, and even special characters like an exclamation point or an ampersand. And that's great. Long, cryptographically difficult passwords are fantastic. Actually, I highly recommend making passwords or passphrases that are at least 24 characters long. But annoyingly, some websites don't allow that. And because we have so many passwords, I highly encourage using something known as a password manager. I've used several of the best. Uh, There's LastPass, there's 1Password, there's Apple's Keychain, PassPack. And what they do is that you use a really secure password, and if you're lucky, two-factor authentication, and you secure and encrypt your passwords in a secure database. This is how I keep track of hundreds and hundreds of passwords, both for me and my clients on a regular basis in a way that I'm confident in their security. There's actually an emerging type of authentication that's coming out on the consumer level. And this is what's known as two-factor authentication or even multi-factor authentication. And I think this is important because as we get inundated with more and more complex passwords, the need for a multi-factor authentication becomes more important than ever. So to explain, multi-factor authentication is where you use two or more unique authentication factors. And an authentication factor, to kind of put this into common English, is a password is something that you know. You memorize your password or you write it down. It's it's the username and the password, and these are expected to come out of memory or out of a secure database like what I have. A second factor would be something that you possess. This is something that I have. And so sometimes maybe you've seen these, what they call security dongles, and they'll generate a little key code that regenerates every few minutes or some have a button that you press and each time you hit the button, it generates a new little key. And then we're even seeing where it's a iPhone app. So for instance, my Google Apps account um, and my Dropbox account and my Twitter account, I use two-factor authentication. That means that even if somebody knew my username and my password, they would also have to have this possession factor, that they have to have this thing that I have. So it's something that I have and something that I know to get in. So now I don't have to worry about someone maybe two states over hacking into my account and just accessing it with my username and password. And a third type of factor that's showing up increasingly is what they call an inherence factor. And that would be something like biometrics. So that would be maybe your fingerprint. And you can see here that there's even like some pretty sophisticated multi-factor authentication that you could see, where it's a username and password, plus a specific type of device that you have in your possession that maybe even it is what scans your fingerprint. So now all of a sudden you have this multi-factor authentication, um, and it makes passwords that just hang out on the internet a lot more secure. Of course, 
Each factor that you have is also one area that it can fail. Let's say you forgot the device that lets you into your Gmail account. You are at the mercy of whatever the service provider provides. And of course, if they give another backdoor, a way for you to reset that password or disable multi-factor, it sort of overrides the importance of multi-factor authentication. But we're seeing this emerge more and more. Facebook now offers multi-factor. Twitter offers multi-factor. Many banking websites offer multi-factor. Google offers multi-factor. And we're seeing this trend in general. But thinking about authentication and your protection online is incredibly important. As we spend more and more of our lives online, and as we have more and more of our information online, it is absolutely critical that authentication into the accounts that are increasingly becoming our identity are protected. And they're protected with measures that we know are secure. Multi-factor or two-factor authentication is just part of that. And it's something I highly recommend looking into. Like I said, if you have a Gmail or Facebook account or a Twitter account, you should definitely look into getting two-factor authentication turned on. It'll protect you and it'll make your life a lot easier. So this has been a short episode of Embracing Disruption. It's almost more of a PSA than anything else. If you'd like to get more information, please go to embracingdisruption.com. There you can find information about our manifesto, the podcast, our newsletter, and much more. Thank you for listening to episode two of Embracing Disruption. And until next time, keep on striving to do great things. Thank you.